Yeah. It's perfect when you look away, right? When I hit the record button and I'm always, yeah, it's, it's just weird. fun. It's fun. Yeah. But it, this is what the listeners want. They want this candid, these candid moments where we don't they even want know. They yeah. raising my desk and it, there's no yeah. buttons. It's a crank. Yeah. It's, like my, it's a crank. Mm-hmm. My, my wife came in. She had, uh, I don't think she would mind me telling you this. She had therapy today right here. Good. Good. But she she messed with my desk and my chair. So mm, that's something that I'm going to have to take to therapy uh, yeah. is to just really deal with all this anger and rage yeah. that I'm feeling. Because yeah, now you know, just everything's off. Everything's off. Yeah, how have you been? Haven't spoken to you in a week. We were supposed to record on Tuesday, but we can get into that in a minute. But how have you oh, been? Oh, yeah. Good. Great. Great. I had pretty consistent contractions the other day, and I was freaking out. But Whoa. now, where'd they go? We don't know. Whoa. They're gone. So, yeah. <clears throat> so, you're on, like, yeah, high alert, threat level midnight. Oh, my gosh. Mostly just, I don't even know. Do you want to hear? Do you want to hear this? I don't know. The in, inner workings of my brain and what I think mm-hmm. about. Yep. Tell me your so, thing. And then I've got, I've got another thing I want to tell you that you're yes. just going to, you're going to love. This is, it's so fun. So I could, I can pick to be induced, right? Yep. Because like, it's the second go around. It'll be easier this time. I've been induced before. Like mm-hmm. they're like, yeah, your body loves Pitocin. Let's yeah. get you Fully on that. Mm-hmm. So, but then I was like, mm, I don't really want to be induced because I don't really love the idea of like, <clears throat> I don't know, all those drugs in my system. Yeah. Your system so, and baby and system. And baby system. Yes. My daughter came out just wide eyed looking around. I think she was so drugged up from just everything. <laughs> I just, she didn't cry, but she was fine. Yeah. She was so tripping balls. Yeah. She was tripping balls. <laughs> she was just. Out of the gate, high as a cat. Right, right. So I don't know if I really want to do that to my son. So mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm so sorry. I have like something in my throat. It's okay. Um. So I might, I'm just kind of flip-flopping with being induced or not. Stress, stress has come with being induced. But on the flip side, if I'm not induced, I just go into labor naturally. Fine. But what if I eat a big meal and then I have to have an emergency C-section and I'm full of food and I aspirate all the food? Oh, what yeah. What if that happens? Oh man, the amount of things know. you've got to try to control. You can't, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So, the amount of things you have to try know. to control after that are uh, scary. Yeah, I literally cried in Costco because I was having these contractions, and I was like, "I'm going to have to have an emergency C-section, and they're going to mm-hmm. have to knock me out, and I'm going to throw up, and then choke on my throw up and die." So yeah, fun, are you the ki- fun time? <laughs> are you the kind of person that can just like reach for a mom in Costco? And just know, like, hey, I'm freaking out. I might be going into labor. Like, can you? No. Can you be here for me? No. Okay. At least he was there. You made it sound like you were there by yourself. Oh no, no. Well, mentally by myself. (laughs) Thanks, John. (laughs) (laughs) He was there, but he just—he's very used to these things, and they happen quite frequently. He just kind of shruggy. He just is like, okay. Yeah. (laughs) You're fine. Walking. He goes and takes a sample. Oh yeah. man, it's fine. So um, you know, I'm just trying to decide: do I want to aspirate or do I want to have a high baby? We don't know. 
Decisions, decisions, everybody. Listen, yeah. Listeners, let us know what you think. <laughs> Please vote on my LinkedIn post. Yeah, let us know in the comments. Um, <sighs> yeah. Aspirate or hi, baby. You know, vote. We're going to have a poll. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, my stupid thing that I was going to tell you is that I, I have this bit that I've been working on for a couple of years where I want to start a mom's only bluegrass band called what (laughs) it's a your face already it's a mom's only like bluegrass like hillbilly band like Uh, hillbilly moms or moms can only listen normal moms that are dressed as hillbillies but they're making like bluegrass Mm. hillbilly music okay um and the name the show yes exactly uh the name of the band is braxton and the hicks you kind of like it. You kind of like, like it. I kind of <laughs> like it. I don't want to, but that is pretty clever. That is pretty hey, clever. that <laughs> is the closest. Yeah, that's the best. I think the be- most positive reaction to one of my jokes that I've ever had from you, which is just so great. It feels really good. That's validating. <laughs> is it rewarding? <laughs> it's super good. rewarding. Normally, you just immediately shut them down, and this time you you kind of thought about it. And you're like, wow, I don't I did think hate about that. It. I really want to hate that but I, I don't hate it. I, yeah, I was going to maybe be like, I feel like you're really into moms. You want more moms on the podcast. You maybe have a mom thing going, mm. which is good. Fine. <laughs> moms you're married are to a mom. Yeah, So, super. yeah, but Braxton, Braxton and the Hicks, and everybody. The Hicks, Pretty good. That is terrible, but it's I good, don't though. hate it. But moms, I think the moms that are listening, they're, they're chuckling. They're not laughing, but there's a little chuckle that happened when I said that, I think. It's mostly like, oh, brother, ha-ha. Yeah, yeah, but it's better than a courtesy laugh. And then they like, yes. And then while they're playing, (laughs) they all just stop at random times when they're having a contraction or something, when they're having a Braxton Hick. It's perfect. It's perfect. I'm going to pitch that. I'm going to create a YouTube short, and then SNL is going to steal it, which is... How you know you've made it in comedy is, you know, when Saturday Night Saturday Night Live starts stealing your material. Yeah. Um, they going to be great. They steal mine. Mm-hmm. So. I know. Yeah. I know. They got to stop. I'm, I'm gonna, so funny. I got to keep writing letters to them. Mm-hmm. Anyway, banter, banter, banter. Um, <sighs> Tuesday. Should we talk about my Tuesday? We should talk about your Tuesday. Holy smokes. Um, listener, trustees. We uh, we were oh we were supposed to record Tuesday afternoon, um, and all hell broke loose at my house. Uh, both my daughters, well, June, who's my five year old, she had a fever. She was sick on Christmas, which was the worst. Um, it kind of went away on Christmas Day, and then the next morning it came back, and her fever was insane. So. Monday night, she went to sleep with a fever. We checked her fever Tuesday morning at like two or three in the morning. And her fever was at like 104 something. What? It was super high. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So we're on like high alert and we're thinking, okay, we're probably going to take her into the doctor in the morning. And then Tuesday morning, we're up with the babies, you know, with the kids at like seven. And Della, my... 15, 16 month old, she just comes waddling out of her room and one side of her face is just giant. (laughs) Just big? The left side of her face looks just like the face of an old 
man, like a oh, large no. old man. Oh no. Um, and it's like jiggling when she's walking. It's like the most confusing thing ever. So spider bite. No. Then we start freaking out, mm. looking at it. It wasn't red. There was no like bite or like point There's no of source. There's no source. So then mm. we freak out and have this emergency thing. She's acting normally. But um, when I was a kid, I had some like neck abscess or cyst or Ew. something. Ew. Yeah, fun stuff. But I had, they had to like remove it surgically. So we're all panicky. Mm. And then we called my mother-in-law and she's like, oh, your sister-in-law, Brittany, she had the same thing. So we're mm. full on thinking that our 15-month-old baby is going to have to have surgery. It was nuts. That's fun. That's a, yeah, that's a so fun, fun thing to wake up to. We take both kids, grumpy and sad and sick, we take them both into the doctor Tuesday morning. Mm -hmm. um, June's fever is like 103 all day. Mm -hmm. um, and then they looked at Della and poked around her cheek and stuff and said it's either just like a, an infection in her like gland. There's like a gland right beneath your ear. Oh, I'm aware. Um, yeah. Do I touch it all the time thinking it's enlarged? No. There you go. Yeah, yep. exactly. So that gland, they think okay. it got infected and just ballooned and was full of fun stuff. Oh, um, that sucks. So they put her on this insane mega strength antibiotic. Um, and we were just kind of panicking for a day because it didn't really go down. But it wasn't getting mm. bigger. But she didn't have mm. a fever. There were like no signs that she was like in distress. She just had like a fat guy cheek for a, <laughs> a day or two. And it just, so funny. we put her on antibiotics and it just went away. Oh, nice. That's good. Yeah. So last night, June's fever finally broke after like last a full week. Night? Yeah. Oh, wow. That poor yeah. thing. Yeah. She was fully sick from... Well, last week till Christmas Eve, then she had a break on Christmas Day. Then Monday until last night, she had a raging fever and it finally broke last night. So our house was popping. But the height of the drama was when I texted you. Well, it was, what night was that? It was Tuesday night. She had her, Della had her antibiotics that she needed to take. And, uh, yeah, I was holding her because we have to like hold her down a little oh, bit. She was the culprit. Yes. Okay. Okay. So I was kind of holding her so that she could take her meds. Mm -hmm. um, wasn't really thinking because earlier in the day she took them just fine. So she like takes her meds. She takes like her first gulp of disgusting, whatever flavored antibiotic juice, and she just starts dry heaving. And I'm just like, <laughs> I just hold her up, but I can't get up. <laughs> So Tosh, my wife, like runs into the kitchen to grab something. And before she can get back with like a grocery bag or something, I'm holding her like Lion King style. Oh, no. And she just, just projectile starts vomiting. projectile vomiting all over like a sprinkler head. Oh, no. And it just, yeah, it was, oh, no. oh, it was the, it was just the worst. It was Tuesday yeah. was probably... As far as all-time lows for parenting mm -hmm. days, mm -hmm. Tuesday Tuesday is probably our all-time hardest day. Yeah. I'm sorry. It was crazy. It's all I'm right. I'm so sorry. It's I, funny we... how we're, I, I texted my wife at the end of the day when she was like taking a bath, just trying to like relax or something. And I just said, I wonder how long it's going to take for this to be funny. <laughs> <laughs> and it already feels like we're like two or three days from it. And it already just feels like we're, we survived. We're okay. 
Good, good. Do you hear, speaking of families, do you hear walking around at all? No. Or no? I can't. Okay. No. That's good. It's just such yeah. an old house, such an old house. Well, it's I'm sorry right. that everyone was sick, and I'm really sorry I got a photo of it. Oh, yeah. I sent you a <laughs> so pic gross. of the aftermath. The one thing that I regret is that I didn't take a selfie because I was in the middle of it, and I looked worse than the couch. Oh, yeah. That's, and trying, yeah. To, trying to find a way to take my shirt off without just cutting it off my body. Yeah, um, we've had to do that. We did that one time today. You kind of like roll it up. Mm, yeah mm -hmm, and yeah mm -hmm. how do you how do you, you gotta get cut it off yeah it was like a 50 dollars shirt, shirt like, are you yeah, washing I, it and then yeah. gonna re-wear it i'm gonna try it's like a 50 dollars t-shirt oh wow i okay. got all excited for my birthday and i was like i don't have any nice base layer like t-shirts so i bought this stupid long sleeve like uh bro-y like scoopy t-shirt thing and she threw up all over it Oh yeah, mom. It's a $50, $50 t-shirt. I didn't know it when I put it at the counter and then I didn't want to be lame and put it back. So I was like, oh, okay. I guess I'm buying this $50 t-shirt. <laughs> that is self-inflicted peer pressure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I can't. Oh, yeah. Boy. yeah, I don't know. Anyway, that's our week. Yeah, that, yeah, that is rough. We had a low parenting moment the day after Christmas. We yeah. stayed over at my parents' house Christmas mm, Eve. That'll get you. Stayed over again the next night. Oh, the boy. next night, Daisy was fine. We play Settlers of Catan. Catan well, that's your first you mistake. It. Yeah, that's going to lead to a low point. It's so good. My family's very competitive. Uh -huh. I usually do not play with them, but I did this night. We stayed up till probably one thirty or 2 playing it. Ooh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's so going to lead up to... Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We stayed up very late and then we went downstairs into the basement where we were staying and accidentally woke Daisy up. Oh, and damn. And so she was up from 2 till 5.30 when we just oh. decided to leave then at 5.30. And just go then she home? slept. Yeah, we just left. We just like got all our stuff and left and texted <laughs> my parents and we were like, yeah, we're not staying for breakfast. Bye. <laughs> and then she slept till 8.30 and... Mm -hmm. Yeah, it sucked. And John was like, this is the worst parenting day ever. And I was like, yeah. whatever, dude. Like, yeah. just kidding. It was pretty hard. The no sleep, it affects people differently. And I could, I can do it for one night. I can mm -hmm. do no sleep one night. Fine. Yeah. If we get two, three, four nights in a row, then that's not when happening. I start to, yeah, like shut down. But we did not, thankfully, she was not sick. But yeah, we Well, had, that was the thing this that was the other thing this week I didn't mention was the, yeah, the sleep deprivation because no we're checking on both kids Yeah, every couple hours. Yeah. One of them's awake, falls asleep. The other one wakes up the next wants hour. Held, we're taking, taking turns, comforted. trying to figure yeah. it out. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's too yeah. much. Too much. Too much. Well, that's exciting stuff. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry yeah. This Christmas. is funny. This is going to come out. I think we're releasing this way later. Um, but yeah, oh, yeah. listener, th this is how we spent our, our holiday week yeah. was just ridiculously ill and no uh, sleeping, staying up too late, apparently playing really dumb games. No, it's such a good game. It's I'm so bitter. Fun. I'm bitter. And this is the last thing I'll say, and then we'll get to our topic. Hang on. Okay. I got a cough. I hate board games. I've always hated board games. I was never, I, I was raised like, I don't, I can remember maybe one time in my entire childhood that my family just like sat around and played a board game. Okay. So never. you were raised wrong. Yes. You could say that. 
but it's not my fault, right? Um, <laughs> it's not my fault that I am this way. And I can change. So two years ago for Christmas, I secretly learned to play Settlers of Catan. Okay. And I watched a freaking ton of YouTube videos and studied all these like secret moves and like how to set up your first board and like the best way to like get yourself ahead from the beginning. And it's all in the way that you choose to like lay out your first moves. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I studied it for like a month. And then I expected it to be this like huge thing on Christmas day where I was like, oh. Hey, guess what? Everybody <laughs> like, let's play settlers, settlers of Catan. Um, do you have, and my wife do you was, have fans in your family? That oh, they're all fans. They're all mega settlers? fans. Okay. Yes. Okay. I'm the only okay, one. So I sense. get tons of crap okay. because I'm the only one. I'm the only one that doesn't like it. So I thought okay. this would be a cool gesture Yeah. and I will, I'll have this cool moment especially with my wife. Cause she's like, man, you just don't play this game with me. You don't play any games with me. This would be cool. So I chose mm -hmm. the dumbest game. I learned it. The dumbest and, game. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and we sat down on Christmas day and uh, no one reacted. Like my wife thought it was kind of cool, but she was sort of like confused because you just get like a thumbs up. <laughs> well, the thing only works if I sort of like really clearly know how to play the game and also like win, like, the whole point was for me to secretly get really good at the game and then beat everybody and then oh. be like, Merry Christmas. Not only am I playing this game, but I now am like better than all of you at this game. No. Um, that was the gift to myself, mm, right? Okay. But what happened was it just looked like I kind of halfway sort of knew the rules and sat down and just got destroyed um, yeah. So my yeah. wife was like, that was kind of fun, but there was no reaction from anyone else because immediately the game went the absolute opposite direction of what the internet told me it was going to do. And I was so bummed. Yeah. Yeah. That it was supposed to be like... my moment. No, that sounds like it was self-inflicted. Nope. Nope. Really it's honest. the game's fault. It's the game's fault. No, if no. What I thought was originally <laughs> what you were going to say is that you did this, you learned this thing and no one was a fan in your family and you were just going to like hustle them basically and be like, oh, what's this game? I don't know. And then oh, play. no, 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 no. They're but, all mega fans. <clears throat> that makes sense. That makes. But sense. there's some fallacy. I can't remember the name of the fallacy, but it's like, yeah, if you can like read about it, watch it, see other people do it, you assume that you can do it as well and that it's not that hard to do. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. I can't remember the psychological fallacy that that is, but, um, yeah, that fallacy delusion maybe. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Bit me, <laughs> bit me in the butt. So yeah, yeah. anyway, we're, we're not here to talk about that. We are rambling. We are this rambling. Is a good, I feel like this, this is next level. This is, this is good rambling though. This is great rambling. 20 minutes of yeah. rambling. I'm not going to yeah. cut, I'm not gonna cut, cut any, of, any this. of it. You shouldn't cut any of it. Energy but we should pivot. Weird. It's fine. Yeah, we should pivot. I think the energy is great. We've covered some really important That's stuff. Good. Um, <laughs> but should we, should we circle back to our last episode um, and get to more of that topic that we were talking about? I went back and re-listened because it's been a week. I, I went back and re-listened to like, I fast forwarded through that last episode and we talked about your transition to, um, yeah, your transition. <laughs> Sorry. You're laughing. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. 
we announced your transition. Um, <clears throat> no, we talked about your transition from like individual contributor, oh yeah, senior design senior ops. designer to design ops. That yes. transition, career transition. Yes. We talked about your career transition um, and how that's kind of going, and then um, sort of more generally spoke about you feeling confident, just making a big move like that, mm-hmm. putting yourself mm-hmm. in a position where you might fail. Um, yes. It could work really well. It could all fall apart. Like mm-hmm. you feel probably comfortable. Yeah, probably. Know. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like where that conversation landed because by the end of it, I had a meeting. I had to go. But the whole the whole conversation was leading up to like what sort of gives us this confidence that we have and where mm-hmm. does that come from? Mm-hmm. We said we might want to do an episode on that sometime. But we were really trying to answer this question here on the sticky note from the BYU UX club. Um, what's most helped you in your career? Um, yeah, this in parentheses says professors or mentors or attitude, et cetera. So mm-hmm. that's what we wanted to spend a couple minutes on today was making sure that we circled back to this because we covered attitude in the yes. last episode. Yes. Okay. What else has helped you the most in your career? Well, I mean, I would probably put attitude up at the top. I do think that a lot of your life is in your own control, right? You create your reality. But I will say a pretty close second is those people that you surround yourself with and that kind of buoy up the attitude and buoy up the confidence. And so obviously professors, mentors, I would not say mentors is actually an interesting topic because I don't know if I would say I've ever had like a design mentor and I feel that is a place where I feel like I lack confidence in because I feel like you're supposed mm. to have a mentor. You're supposed to have like someone that you talk to, that you look up to, that's older than you, that's already, that's like, can show you the ropes and stuff. And I don't feel like I've ever had anyone like that. I feel like I've had people that have helped me in specific situations mm. as I'm moving up in my career. I mean, Dylan, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but shout I don't out, know. But it's not like I talk to him every month, right? It's not like I've like singled him out and said like, hey, you're my specific design mentor. It's like, if I have a question, maybe I'll text him about something specific in like design ops or something like that. But you I do that with not... You do that with him? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. So I wouldn't say I have like a mentor that I sit down with and have lunch with every month or every so often, but I definitely like glean insight from the more senior designers that I surround myself with. Does Interesting. that make sense? It makes a ton, it makes a ton of sense. I got some I got some strong thoughts on this, mm-hmm. um, as per usual. But good. it reminds me. So after afterward, um, when I was at BYU, one of the students came up to me and he said, "Hey, you mentioned having really great mentors. Um, how do you find your mentors? Like, how do you how did you find them? How did they become your mentors?" Yeah. Um, The thing that I said to him, it's interesting because what I'm hearing you say is a, it's a branding, it's a packaging issue. Dylan's 100% one of your mentors. Dylan's a great mentor to you, but it's a, it's a packaging thing. It's a perception thing because I also view Dylan as one of my strongest mentors. Mm -hmm. But if he heard that, I think he would think that that's weird. Yeah, probably. See what I'm saying? Yeah. And I told that to the student that was asking me, I said, well, this is the trick is that 
I have never once asked anyone to be one of my mentors. But I feel genuinely like I have seven or eight really strong design mentors that I can just ask questions of. It's kind of like a trick. And that's what I told the, this guy that I was talking to is like, honestly, it's just inviting people out to lunch or mm -hmm. showing mm -hmm. them your work on Zoom. The but least I intrusive. Feel like I don't even do that. Sorry. That's <laughs> fine. It's fine. You don't have to do that. It could be a co like a coworker. You don't work with Dylan anymore, but you have no. the relationship with him where you know you can text him here and there and just ask him those questions. Yeah. I just think people think because now there are programs around mentorship. That's, yes. I'm drawing a box. Listener, I'm yeah. I'm drawing a box. Like I'm I'm packaging mentorship in this official thing. There are websites you can join, ADP list. Um, at the end of your boot camp, you are an official mentor or you're not. Um, I just think it's too formal now. And I have yes. a really solid stable of mentors that don't, they don't know that I consider them to be my mentors. They're just like, Oh, like he's a design friend, mm -hmm. but I respect their opinion and call them a mentor because I ask them like the hard questions that, um, that I don't know how to answer. Yeah. Yeah. No, I can see that. And I do think that's definitely what the issue is, like, quote unquote issue, is yeah. that it is too formalized because I've been mm -hmm. a mentor to people through product hive, right? Puts too much but, pressure on the relationship. Yeah, it's too much pressure on the relationship. And it just feels like, okay, every month, every other week, we're going to have a meeting. How are you doing in your career? And it's like, I might not need that. You might not need that. I just have right. these people in my life that I know I can talk to if I need to, right? Mm -hmm. And it might be once a quarter. It might be twice a year. It might yeah. never, I don't know, come up. And so. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's where I struggle with the idea of having mentors is it just mm -hmm. feels too formal. And most of the people that I would consider a mentor or someone I look up to, I also consider a friend. And so exactly. it's like, it's like, I don't know. It's like, I don't want to call them a mentor because then it makes it weird. It makes it weird. Yeah. And that's exactly, we're almost word for word. That's what I, what you just said is what I told this guy. Yeah. I just said... If if my if Patrick or like any of these guys, Patrick Cox, um design director extraordinaire. There is a Patrick at UVU, and I know everyone knows it's not a secret. I'm not talking shit, whatever. He's just a hard professor to have. And so every time mm. you say Patrick, I'm like, oh, you like him? <laughs> so oh, no. but it's a different guy. Different guy. <laughs> this is a much different guy. Much beloved. Different. Uh, yeah. beloved in in the space uh, and is a great mentor but if again like i just i go to lunch we we're supposed to go to lunch this week we went to lunch a month ago um i consider him a mentor but he's just like a design friend what yeah. most people are looking for are just friends they can talk design with and yes. if they have the same amount of experience as you that's still beneficial if they mm -hmm. have two or three years on you that's great if they have seven or eight years on you it's going to be a little harder to get on their calendar um those are the people you're most likely going to text here and there or send a Slack or an email to. Um, I have a couple of those as well. So my my strategy is normally like a low, middle, high. So when I say low, middle, mm -hmm. high, it's like low is like, who do I view as like my peer mm -hmm. that I can go? I talk to them the most. Mm -hmm. um, Sean, Sean Peterson, we like started, he's at Awardco. Sean and I, <clears throat> 
and dying. Sean and I started around the same <laughs> time. Yeah, it's that season. No, we started around the same time. Smoking. We're like really close, like best best friends. He works for Dylan at Awardco. Um, but anytime I have like a day to day like That's design why question, you hopped in on that LinkedIn thing. Okay. Yes, I understand yeah. now. I was like, you just riding my coattails. I'm just kidding. Yep. Yeah, he. Yeah, just Sean think. and Dylan work together. But yeah, oh, yeah, always writing your coattails, especially on LinkedIn, because you're really talented at that. And I'm mm-hmm, exhausted by mm-hmm. LinkedIn. Um, LinkedIn sucks. Yeah. So you're low, middle, high. Okay. Sean, not like low, like, oh, Sean's like a lowly designer, but he's like, we're the same level. Logan doesn't like you, Sean. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah. what he, and he's going to tell of, you via One of podcast. my closest friends that I've ever had. Um, <laughs> the middle, middle would be someone like Patrick um, that's like a couple of years ahead of me. He's a director. And then high, oh man, high would be somebody. Um, yeah. Somebody you've met in passing, like, you know, them um, one second, I'm going to cough again. Jeez. Can you hear my dog eating her no. food? No, but I hope the listeners can. Yeah. And then high is like someone, you know, you met in passing, you met him at a conference or at a talk or a meetup or something. You found them on LinkedIn, you send them a message. Um, but you got to kind of know you're going to reach out to them and it's going to be like 50, 50 chance they do respond or don't respond in the design community. It's mostly going to be just because they're insanely busy, not because mm-hmm. they're bothered by you. Oh yeah, um, no. I don't think anyone is ever bothered. People no, just are busy. no. Yeah. So that's sort of my approach to mentorship is just finding design friends. Um, but I'll tell you what, a big part of that, the struggle is finding your own opinions and sharing like sharing your own opinions and asking questions. So the second part of this, I'm talking too much, but... Um, no, you find that is uh, hard for you to do? No, no, no. The second part of the conversation with... No, I have tons of opinions. Okay. I was um, like, wait. <laughs> I have a podcast just so I can share my opinions. Uh, the second part of the question from this guy after class was like, mm-hmm. okay, so you have uh, design friends that you made. And I made the specific point to say, you have to find designers that view design and view the world the same way that you do. And then hanging out with them is easy. Um then you like make design friends. You can talk shop. You can kind of like joke about all the challenges of it. They don't have to like line up with you exactly. It's nice to have people that challenge you and push you, but you just got to find people that you like and get along with and share your design opinions with them. And then he was kind of like, wait, well, like, what do you mean design opinions? I don't have design opinions yet. How do I get design opinions? Um, okay. And I kind of just said, you have to start conversations. If you want to have an opinion about something, go on LinkedIn, ask a question, and then a bunch of people smarter and more experienced than you will come in and answer the question. Yeah. And I told him to not also undersell the value of that because you and I have both seen, you did this last week. You tagged me in something. You said, we're talking on the podcast about this topic. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm just piggybacking and digging through all the comments and seeing, oh man, there's a designer that sounds uh, like we would get along. Mm-hmm. I'm going to message them, add them to Did my you? network. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. I think, sorry, one sec. Something awful is happening. Uh-oh. I and think there's, no, there's a giant mouse trying to break into my room. What? Yeah. There's like a giant, I'll just have to try, try and take a picture of it. Um, 
but there's a have you heard of a vole yes yeah it's like a beaver it's like a beaver and a mouse yeah it's like a mouse that has like beaver teeth and like long fingers Mm -hmm. i think there's one knocking at the window not kidding like at the window right now bring him on the pod um we should have special guest the vole that's in my window well window well vole um anyway oh what was i saying this is a long ramble i want your thoughts on it but i essentially said mentorship comes from learning how to start conversations Mm -hmm. and learning how to just like make design friends Mm -hmm. um which is an oversimplification but i said don't undervalue just being able to start a conversation because i did i went through that just be a person ask a question (laughs) if you don't know something ask linkedin they'll answer it for you and not only that but i said you're going to accidentally connect me with a bunch of new people in that question thread. Um, and it's going to be great for me. So you're adding a ton of value. That's like the secret to mentorship is to add value to your mentor. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, yes, just, yes. Yeah. Like and this I relationship. So. <laughs> I think you do. Uh, you run like nine different meetups. Are you kidding me? Half acidly, half acidly. Oh, they're not perfect, so I'm dumb. Ooh, BS, everybody. Boo, boo, hiss. You could. Anyway, what are your thoughts on all of that? I just talked for way too long, but we had a cool conversation about it. What do you? What are your thoughts? No, I completely agree. I like the idea, or like the. I like the idea that you have to be able to start the conversation, and then you can kind of sit back. I think a secret power that young designers don't have and that they could really uh I don't know lean into is the fact that people love to talk about themselves people love giving their opinions not no. even just designers yes especially older people especially yeah. older people they love to talk about their life experiences and it's not bad it's and it doesn't have to come from a place of like manipulation or like, I'm just going to kind of schmooze you so you can help me out it's in flattering. the long run. It is flattering. Yeah. If you come from a genuine place and you're like, hey, mm-hmm. you are a chief design officer of this company. I want to know how you got to where you are. They will talk your ear off no matter yeah. what company they're at. Any oh like, yeah, it just that. So I think that that is something that younger designers can really lean into when trying to build mentorship relationships yeah. and like ask people to talk about their friends. experience. Yeah. yeah. Just ask people to talk about themselves and you will yeah. make so many friends. You will just make so many friends. If you don't talk about yourself and you sit back and you just listen, I think that you'll be way more successful than I don't know who you could imagine because you don't have to talk about your, I don't know. People just like to yeah. talk about themselves. So yeah. I think that that's good. And it also takes the pressure off of you because that's where I get scared. Like when I had to do that panel at Underbelly, I was so excited because I didn't have to that answer the questions. Yeah. I just had to ask them. So mm-hmm. that's where I that's where I feel like my comfort zone is, is just sitting back and like letting Starting other conversations. people talk. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I've always loved that. And it takes the pressure off of you as a designer. Like you said, you don't have to have all the answers. You just like, that's the same thing at work. I talked about the design sprint. I love not feeling that pressure of, well, you gotta, you better not be wrong. It's yeah. just like, well, why don't we find out what everybody thinks is right? And maybe just kind of, you know, start yeah. there. Yeah. Ask the question. 
yeah, let other people talk and you can just listen and then decide mm. for yourself mm -hmm. what design opinions you want to have, who you want to be as a designer. And you don't have to broadcast that, but if you wanted to, LinkedIn's a great place to do it. So it really is. It surprises yeah. me. Um, it's exhausting and it's intimidating. Um, yes. There are a lot of LinkedIn influencers that are really yes. exhausting. Um, and there's, it's very formulaic, which really bothers me. Is it? Um, what is it? Yeah. For the formulas, like a bunch of line breaks and oh. uh, like mm -hmm. starting a post with like, I bet you didn't think this LinkedIn post would ever make it. <laughs> and then like three line breaks and it's like, but it's here. Line, line, line. Yeah. Here's nine ways that this LinkedIn post made it. And then oh, that's well. pretty much it. And then a yeah. selfie of you crying at the end. Oh man, it's a weird place. It's such a weird um, place. It's so weird. And it feels like with one wrong follow, it will feed you a bunch of that garbage. You have to be yeah. really careful. You have to curate um, curate for authenticity because there are a ton of people on there, holy cow, that are just posting... They have this. Yeah, I'm going to post every day. It's not going to be good. It's not going to be. It's not going to be great. It's not even going to be good. Posting but I'm going to post every day. Post. Yeah. Because the algorithm is going to pick me up and put me in front of a ton of people. Um, the longer their bio, like the longer their LinkedIn like uh, tagline, the more afraid you should be. And if there's um, emojis. Oh man, the emojis. If there's are fun. emojis in the bio, run. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. We could do it in a whole a whole another episode on LinkedIn. But aren't we gonna maybe one of these days like read the top story from LinkedIn? Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. That would be fun to do. It would be a good time. Especially I mean now it's a little sad and scary. It is I really think sad. back then it was a little funnier, but now it's mostly yeah. just layoffs. Maybe we'll wait. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nervous laugh. Huh. Um Okay, so this digression, we were talking about what's helped us most in our careers. Um, mm -hmm. And I said attitude answer, at the top. You said attitude at the top, and then you said people mm -hmm. that <laughs> mm, you didn't say mentors, but yeah, essentially yeah. like being surrounded. You said basically being surrounded by designers that are better than you. Yeah, yeah. I think people that push yes. you. Yes, people that push you, but people that also believe in you, right? You don't want to mm. surround yourself with people who push you in a pessimistic way. Because I've yeah. been there, I've had bosses like that, and mm -hmm. it sucks the life out of you, and you will get nowhere. And that is why I yeah. feel like I am, this is maybe, I don't know, peeking into my subconscious a little bit. Not subconscious, Here we go. I don't know, into my mind. Buckle up. But this is why I feel like I'm like two, three years back in my career because I got stuck in these places where I wasn't mm. growing and I wasn't moving forward. And I took jobs that maybe weren't going to help me in the long run. And I feel like I have to play catch up. And so that's why I'm doing all this extra stuff because mm. I feel like I should be so much further ahead than I am. So. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Which I that's don't know a, if that is a, a full fair right self-assessment. I know. I know. Hmm. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if it's fair. I don't know. Yeah. I really struggle with the self-awareness in that realm. Feeling I feel like I should be further along than I am. I feel this. I feel the same. I feel like I took a couple jobs that I shouldn't have taken where the job essentially wasn't real. Um, yeah. Yeah. Meaning, meaning it wouldn't, you wouldn't measure it against like a real 
design job and be like, oh, there was a ton of valuable experience here. It was just like, like the a experience, year wasted, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, a year where you yeah. learned, okay, cool. This is this is how you don't do everything. Yeah. This is this is how this design is how you clock in, clock work. out. Yeah. 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 No, I have I have two or three of those jobs. Me too. On my resume, and I felt really similarly, mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, Yo, you've been at this five or seven years now. But three or four of those, like what what were those? Like yeah. Weird, fake sort of companies. Some of them don't exist. Some of them are terrible. Some of them are, mm-hmm. yeah, just stuff like that that's really tricky. So I, f- I totally feel that. Hmm. It's fun. It's a good time. I wonder how many people have that sentiment or have had that happen in their career. Yeah. Years wasted on jobs that sucked. I think most people will outside looking on. in. Yeah. I think most most people outside looking in would just yeah, challenge you on calling them wasted. Um No, but I really think they were. Like I really <laughs> think they were. Pay cut, like I don't oh, even yeah. know, title change that is irrelevant. Like I I don't know. I maybe wasted isn't fair. You learn something from everything, whatever. Right. Nah, right. Nah, 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 the things you're supposed mm-hmm. to say. No, wasted. You're supposed to. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Strong, strong know. feelings there. Strong feelings. Strong feelings hmm. because I know I could be better than I am right now if I didn't, if I worked somewhere else. Oh man, that sounds like a really unhealthy kind of expectation to put on yourself. Cause I nah. guarantee <laughs> how many people that you've ever worked with, well, at least at Domo where you have a good team would be like, yeah, Jordan's good, but we just hey, really just wish she was two or three years ahead. Of where she's at. Um, no, I don't feel like people would not obviously say that. And just because I say I could be so much further ahead than I am right now doesn't mean that I'm not in a great spot. Because I do think mm. I'm in a really good spot career-wise mm-hmm. right now. I'm very happy where I'm at. I mm-hmm. just, it's hard to not play the what-if game. And I think I'm playing it a lot today. Most days mm-hmm. I don't. But... Mm-hmm. Some days I do. And today is one of those days where it's like, I feel like I could be doing so much more and be so much further in my career than I am right now. But that's mm. not to discredit where I am right now because I am doing fairly well. Yeah. Do yeah. you think that this, some of the fear of this new role is creeping in there? Yes. 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 <laughs> That's a dumb question. Next. <laughs> New question. <laughs> Obviously, that's where this is all coming from. Okay. I just kind of gently said that one in there. But yeah, no, it's, yeah. it's a, uh, what is it? Uh, there's, there's something in, uh, in like rehab that I heard one oh, time, no. not me in rehab, but <laughs> I heard someone talking about rehab. Um, yeah, they just, they just said, uh, if you've got it, you can spot it. Mm. if that makes any sense. Mm-mm. So it doesn't make sense. <laughs> if you've got what? <laughs> Anything. Oh. Like if you suffer from that thing, it's really easy to see it in other people. Oh, um, yeah. So okay. sometimes when you say things like that, it's kind of like, ah, so I I'm, know. Yes. Yeah, I know <laughs> what you're feeling because I feel so similarly so often. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You understand. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, well, what do you think? Did we do it? Sure. 
Are there other things? I mean, what? I want to make sure you. we've answered the question. Say thank you to the people that believe in you and that help you. Yeah. Your mentors, quote unquote, the mm -hmm. people that are your friends. Just say thank you to them. People <clears throat> don't say thank you enough. So. Yeah, yeah. Be thoughtful. Yeah. You know, don't do it publicly. Be thoughtful and don't do a big thing. Just send a nice mm -hmm. thank you text. It goes a long way. Or yeah, I think it, I've like, said that a million times, but send a thank you text, or if they've gone above and beyond, buy them a coffee table book and send it to yeah. them. Like, do something yeah. nice for Christmas, or find out when their birthday is and text them. Yes, I don't know. Little yeah. little human again, be a person kind of touches that mm -hmm. are just thoughtful, man. That's what being a designer is. It's just designing those relationships too. It sounds really manipulative, but man. No. It's what it is. Yeah. Just apply your skill set to interpersonal Be thoughtful. skills. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what's helped you most in your career? My last thought on this before we wrap it up would just be um, be careful who you get feedback from as oh, well. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. my rule, the rule that I shared with the class was um, if the person giving you feedback doesn't give you anxiety, like if you aren't slightly afraid or very afraid, <laughs> of hearing their opinion about their work, um, then you're asking the wrong person. Yeah, I would agree with that. Intimidated, not maybe, maybe not afraid, apprehensive, maybe not intimidated. If you don't feel those like butterflies, like, oh man, I feel really good about this thing and I'm going to show this thing. I don't know. Like I'm going to show it to somebody. If you're like, oh, I'm sure that they'll love it. You're asking the wrong person. Yeah. That's how you shortcut, um, your design career is by oh, yeah. surrounding yourself with designers that are way better than you and getting feedback from those kinds of people as well. Yes. Yeah. Don't surround yourself with a bunch of yes men that will just mm -hmm. say, this is amazing. This is so good. Yeah. Okay. Cause Any, you uh, know that everything yeah. you make is trash. <laughs> yeah. So people are not telling you that it's trash. Get rid mm -hmm. of them. Yeah. Uh, any closing thoughts on this one? Other tips? No, I don't think so. Will you repeat the question one more time? What's helped you most in your career? On the list, it says professors, mentors, attitude, etc. Yeah, I think my biggest takeaway is just know you're way more in control than you'd probably Ooh. like to admit. So that's a hot take. It's it's tough. It's hard. I understand that they're not being prepared well enough, and that the real if you want to choose a villain in the story, it's the boot camp and not the graduate. Mm -hmm. um, because I feel like they've been fed a really false like expectation and sense of preparedness. Yeah. Um, yeah so right. that that's another conversation for another episode. <laughs> how to like deal with post boot camp life and all that. But the answer for the most part is just like, work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How do you, what's helped you in your career? Lots of, lots and lots and lots of work, reps, yeah. repetition. Work in the general sense of like design work, right? Like projects and yes. things like that. That, yes. working Volume. on your craft every day, Volume. whatever. Yes. Yep. But also the work we've been talking about this whole time, like the interpersonal work and like getting your mm -hmm. name out there and letting yourself be known. It's just, there's just, there's just a lot of pieces to the puzzle and people think that there's just this one specific thing that you can do, this one magic pill you can take and have a kick-ass portfolio and you're going to get any job in the world. And it's yeah. just not that way. My portfolio sucks. 
my portfolio is so bad right now. So it's like, yeah, I mean, most, most I designers just, that you actually get down to get down to it and talk to them, um, their portfolio did not get them no, the job. No. Yeah. Cool. Yep. We can call it there. Okay. Um, this was a doozy. That was a fun yeah. one. Um, I feel like there's maybe a little more that we should dig into at some point. Um, I want to learn about your design school experience. Okay. Um, so I'm going to write that down. Okay. Um, I love school. I'm going to say, we're going to do, yeah, that's it why too. it's going to be funny. <laughs> Contrasting your experience and my experience is going to be really fun. Mm. Um, we're going to talk about boot camps. We're going to talk about um, design school. Maybe that's one episode. But yeah, I'll make another couple notes. Cool. Um, but yeah, I'm going to call this one right there, if that's cool. Mm-hmm. That's it. Good job. <laughs> Thumbs up. Thank you. Good job to you as well. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Really, really delightful. Uh, was it? Uh, I don't know. Do you want to leave this in where we talk about whether or not we thought this was a good episode or not? Mm-hmm. Or should we mm-hmm. Self-reflection call it? right after. It's great. <laughs> We're still rolling. I think we did great. And I'm going to stop the recording okay. there. See ya. Okay. Bye. Well, bye, everybody. <laughs>and thrown together by jordan gleason and logan williams with help from holland siemens connect with us on linkedin follow the show on instagram and reach us on our hotline at 801-901-8228 we'd love to hear any ideas or feedback you have for the show so send them over in a dm please do us a huge favor and leave us a review and rating wherever you get your podcasts it's the best way to help more people find our show thanks for listening and we'll talk to you in a few weeks